Okay, so game plan for today. I guess we'll talk through just a couple quick um, logistical things that we are going to be building out over the next week or two. We are going to revamp all of the captain's table onboarding to better um, work everyone through the same process at the same time, get everyone shown all the different spaces. We're making a ton of changes to the Circle community and adding a bunch of new features over the next coming weeks and months. So be on the lookout for that. Um, we are going to turn the zero to $1 treasure map into three different challenges over the next coming months that are more specific. And so a little sneak peek on that, we'll give it to you over the next coming weeks. Um, it's gonna be about creating your own niche, building your audience, and then launching your digital product. We think there's kind of three separate paths that are within the current zero to $1 treasure map. We've seen some people go through it, but it, I think it takes longer than just um, one or two weeks, which is what we had originally. On top of that, am I missing anything? Uh, Cole, you think I'm missing anything? No, I just uh, would love to walk people through uh, what PJ has done here because really, really cool example. You, you all right to dive in? Thank yeah, you. let's go for it. So the way we're going to start these mastermind calls from now on is we're going to highlight the biggest win of the week and also any other wins we hear. So we're sending that in our Wednesday communication email, showing you the, um, the weekly wins. Make sure you post those on Wednesday and we will highlight them on Friday. But we'll start with the big one of the week, which is PJ. Yeah, this is, if you haven't gone through the, the audience building barbell, the beginner content strategy in uh, captain's table, I mean, this is a great example of how to do this. This thread went crazy viral, amazing. Um, 10 really simple visuals, you know, that just share, you know, very simple ways of thinking. But the most interesting part about threads and what I always like paying attention to is it's not just if the thread as a whole works, but you go through each individual piece and you look at, you know, there's, there's almost always different engagement rates on each of the pieces. I just had a thread like this too, where something that I wrote in the middle of the thread had the most likes and the most engagement. And you should always flag those little moments in your threads because that means that there's something there that you can expand. Uh, I'll, I'll show you uh, my example here in a second, but if we scroll down, right? So each one of these, you know, 400-ish likes, 400-ish likes, 400-ish likes, 400, 400, 200, you know, 250. So it's interesting that all of those up to that point, you know, that's, that's a drastic difference. 300, 100, right? It's near the end of the threads. You, you kind of expect engagement to fall off a little bit and then a bump up to 300 again, right? So whenever I see something like this, I go, okay, well, these first handful how are the ones with the most engagement four, 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 right? So then the next obvious step is how can you take each of those that clearly are performing well in the context of the other ones? And how could you make each of those its own content, you know, or, or each of those its own thread or each of those its own asset. So that's why when you write one thing that performs well, it's not just like, hey, cool, this got almost 7,000 likes and, you know, that's it. You want to you wanna dig into the data a little bit and go, well, what else can I create from this? How do I expand this further? Yeah, PJ here, if you uh, want to unmute, I'd love to ask a, a question or two if you are uh, in a spot to. 
So talk us through follower growth because of this email, because this is just unbelievable execution. Look at, if you scroll to the bottom, uh, Cole, and yeah. very simple, one link, here's my newsletter at the bottom, right? Here's my idea newsletter, tons of likes. I bet there's way more clicks on it. Talk us through PJ, your follower growth because of this, your newsletter growth, because this is eerily reminiscent of my biology thread that I wrote a ton, a ton, a ton, and then one took off and that really set the stage for a ton to come after that. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. I went from, uh, I was at 1000 at on Saturday and on my birthday, I was like, you know what, let me just take a series of the ones that have, that have performed the best out of my visuals that I've created over the last couple months. And I just put them in a single thread and it went, like overnight, <laughs> another thousand, and it's, mm -hmm. it's continuing to to be its own little flywheel. Um, and then I pinned it at the top, and uh, every time I've posted any additional tweets, they it's gotten a bump as well. The newsletter went from I had fifty, and then all of a sudden it's like at five hundred right now. So mm -hmm. like tremendous growth. Um, but the the thing that I got most from this is that and this is this is for everyone i don't know this this is just kind of like more philosophical way of thinking about it but when i posted this it made me realize that the content didn't change i didn't change my content it's just how i wrapped it up and you know meaning that everyone is probably producing fantastic content maybe not like to the level we all want to aspire to but the that the metrics are nice to kind of use to evaluate some of these things but i don't know uh it, it made me kind of realize that i've been creating the same content so i shouldn't evaluate my worth as based on mm -hmm. like the metrics to some degree. And, um, that part of it really just kind of, uh, made me feel better about all doing all of this. Um, I don't know if that's kind of what you were asking for, but that's no, kind of my headspace. I mean, I'll, I'll summarize what I think you're trying to say here is virality is not a result. It's a byproduct. Yeah. And you have put in these visuals, you didn't sit down and create all these visuals and say, I'm going to put these all in a thread and it's going to go viral. No, it's you showed up for the last two or three, four or five months creating every single day, writing. And then it's, it. of course, this goes viral, right? You show up enough, you create a, a big enough library that then, look, my most, most viral things are not any individual thing. It's always a curation that like extracts the dividends from your library of content. It's a good way of thinking about these. The most successful things are usually the fourth, fifth, sixth iteration of something or curation of something you've already created, right? And it, it, it validates this um, library of content thesis that Cole and I have, right? The more you write, the more potential ways you can repackage, re-put things together. And so this is epic to see. And I, what's so cool about seeing things like this is it's the very beginning of something cool. It's not the end, right? The number of different ways you can go from this, you could dive in each one of these, write a thread on each visual. Like, I mean, this is, this is just epic, epic stuff. So congrats, PJ. Really cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Some, I would love to uh, wrap this up with a quick, uh, we'll do like an EIG light uh, exercise here. 
because I, I want everyone to internalize how you take one thing that works and then continue to, to bet on that thing that works over and over and over again. So there's two big opportunities. Whenever you see something that works, okay, I just want to point out how, how this thinking goes. When I read this, I don't just see a sentence or I don't just see a headline. I see 10 type that will make you outcome. Okay, mm -hmm. so let's just take it piece by piece, okay? 10 visuals. Okay, so in the chat, everyone, if you're PJ and you wanna do this over and over and over again, what other type can we replace the word visuals with? 10 tweets. quotes, 10 tweets, 10 inspiring posters that I found in random bathrooms around America. Doodles, and ideas, ads. and gifts, yes, right? Podcasts, diagrams, gifts, memes, right? Threads, mm -hmm. okay? So, so all of a sudden you just took one headline and you just created 20 other ideas that have a high likelihood of succeeding because you know that there's something about this framework that works, okay? So that's the asset. Now, whether you change that or not, what are all the different outcomes? 10 visuals that will make you what? Happier, make you calmer. Happier, smarter, calmer, wealthier, right? They will make you laugh. They will make you motivated. They will help you win. They will help you get promoted, right? So now we just took one sentence and in a matter of 30 seconds, we just came up with 50 ideas. And all of those ideas are rooted in something that is already working. This, this is the secret, okay? Everyone who is quote unquote prolific is not sitting down and going, I'm coming up with a completely new idea today. What they're doing is they're going, here's something that worked. Let me swap out the type. Let me swap out the outcome. Well, bam, I have a hundred ideas. And to everyone else, that person looks brilliant. And just because it's top of mind, because we started to kind of start working with our executive captains, I, I see Alex here. My mind goes 10 stoic quotes that will make you calmer, 10 stoic visuals that will X, Y, Z, right? You, you fit this to your own niche so easily that this is the type of investigative uh, reading you need to be doing, right? When you see something that works, it's how am I going to apply this? Tomorrow, here's where mine goes, 10 tweets that will 10 extra writing. That's it. Yep. Individual tweets, bang, 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 bang. That's it. And start with number one, right? Just like this, I would copy the exact same thing. So that's where mine goes. Um, and just want to kind of point out the thinking that this is what goes on in Cole and I's head when we do this. Yeah. And so PJ, your next logical step, right, is going through this process. And then six months from now, you can write, the ultimate thread that curates each one of these threads, right? So you start to see how it creates this snowball effect where it's like you create and then you double down and then you curate again and then you double down and then you curate again. Dickie and I have been uh, working in the same city for like two weeks now. This is all we do. We just sit down and are like, hey, what was the last thing that you wrote that was, uh, that went, you know, Viral. Okay, cool. Uh, let's just change this one word mm -hmm. and do it again. Right. And everyone's like, whoa, this is so mind blowing, but this is the process. We want to give you the process. 
So, all right, awesome stuff, PJ. Today we're gonna dive into LinkedIn. So what we're going to do with these mastermind calls are usually pick a topic, whether it's a crowd requested, um, people wanna see it, or we it's exposing our strategy, kind of like we talked about last week with our uh, email content strategy. Hopefully you guys have seen that. We're having good growth. Things are going well. Now we just do it every week for 52 weeks and uh, we feel pretty good about how that's going to, to unfold. So we also want to talk about LinkedIn today because Cole and I have been expanding to LinkedIn. It's our next platform that we are diving into. So I think a little bit of an agenda, we are going to talk um, creating your LinkedIn profile. We'll take any questions people have on that. Um, we'll talk through our posting strategy, a couple little things of how we change up the hooks, how we change up thread lead-ins and type share. Um, a couple things that work, and then we'll talk through some analytics and walk you through our hype theory as well. So Cole, why don't we start with your profile? You want to walk people through it, all the different little parts that um, someone can do if they haven't started. So drop in the chat. Are you writing on LinkedIn? Do you plan to? Uh, if you are or you aren't, why, why not? We think it is, uh, I saw Amanda, I think Natividad said it's like corporate TikTok. That is one of the best um, metaphors for it I've ever seen because you have a mismatch of supply and demand. Daniel, you want to pull my thread on LinkedIn um, that I wrote, just advanced search LinkedIn and drop that in the chat. People can see our strategy, but Cole, why don't you talk about your profile here? Yeah. So there's a bunch of different little nuances here. Um, the first thing that you want to do is if you're writing on LinkedIn, you want to go and turn creator mode on. So what this does is this basically tells LinkedIn and LinkedIn's algorithm that you are here to create. Okay. And when you tell the algorithm, I am here to create stuff. Remember on every social platform, it's the same tiers, the top 1% create the top 9% curate. So they go find all the other stuff people are creating and they're like, Hey, everyone should pay attention to this thing and then the other 90% consume. So just by showing up and saying, I am here to create stuff, you're in the top 1%, congrats. Okay, and this is true for every social platform. It's true for LinkedIn, it's true for Twitter, it's true for Instagram, everywhere. So LinkedIn is really the only platform that I know of that, that makes it very clear. You're telling the algorithm, I am here to create. So you wanna turn creator mode on. The second thing is here in this little bio that you have. So if you, if you hit the edit button, you know, you have your name and then you have this headline here. This headline is we talk about bio writing in ship 30. We talk about it all throughout the captain's table and all the resources. Your bio is really not about you. Your bio and this, this headline is your sales pitch to the reader. So what are you going to give them? So the headline that I wrote, is I will teach you how to write in the digital world. Okay. So if you follow me, that's what you're going to get. Dickie, yours is very similar. What's yours? I think it's, uh, I help beginner writers start writing online. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Okay. Something so like yeah. similar variations, right? In this headline, you want to say in one sentence, this is what I'm doing for you, reader. Okay. Now, sometimes you see people execute this headline as, you know, seven time Grammy winner and published everywhere, and New York times bestseller and all the, right. All just credibility, credibility, credibility. 
my personal belief is that it is more effective to just tell the reader what you're going to give them. Because even if you look at someone super credible, people don't follow you just because you're credible. They follow you because you're giving them something, right? So in this headline, say what you're going to do for the reader. And then in, in the position, you know, you can go through and kind of beef out your, uh, your profile to say where you work and, and all that good stuff. But this is crucial. This is the first, this is the most valuable real estate on your, on your uh, profile tells, and, it tells people why they should pay attention. Here's a good, you know, you want to keep this short because took, take a look at people also viewed on the right-hand side here. Look at the difference between mine. And so I help beginner writers start writing online and then captainship 30 versus Eddie founder, a very good copy. Not what I do for you. Dave Gerhardt advising B2B startups, founder of exit five, you know, me, me, me. Let's make the Chris Lockheed, let's make the future different. Ash Rothod, storytelling for personal brands only. See how mine stands out of like, oh, wow, I want to follow that person because he's here to help me, mm -hmm. right? Versus everyone else talking about them and them. And what's key is like, you only have so much real estate here. The, you want to keep it like one sentence like Cole has. I like, I might even remove captainship 30. Like, just so it's, here's what I did for you. And here's why you're going to follow me. And Cole's, yep. you know, we're, we're growing pretty quickly on this platform because I think we're doing things a little bit differently than most people, right? Yeah. We are coming pure out of the gate with, here's everything we know for free, just throwing value out in our post day after day. Yeah, because think just think about the context of LinkedIn. Every single person on LinkedIn says, here's why I'm important. Here's my job experience. Here's my job title. Here's my status symbol. Here's my credibility, right? So how different is it when someone shows up and goes, yeah, you can find all that stuff on my profile. I am here to help you do X, Y, Z. It's immediately different, right? So it's important to think in the context of the platform too. You're on a platform with a whole bunch of people that love talking about themselves. So show up and don't talk about yourself. Well, bam, all of a sudden now you're seen as different, mm -hmm. right? So this one sentence is like priority number one. We turn creator mode on, then you have this featured section. So this featured section is where you wanna show the things that you, you say, this is where I want you to go. This is what I want you to pay attention to, okay? So uh, you can fill this with as many as you want. We recommend not going more than three because you have all of these. And there's even an argument for saying, don't do three, just do one, you know? So the most extreme example here would be how can you just have like, your free opt-in or something here and nothing else. Yeah. I think we should potentially do that. Um, either yeah. put our newsletter there and just say, that's where to go. Like here's our newsletter because our newsletter actually leads to our free opt-in as well now. So that's yeah. a nice little upgrade we can make. Yeah. Just to show, I mean, so Justin, uh, Justin Welsh does a great job of this too. And you can see his, um, his featured section here. You know, he has his newsletter and then he has his two paid products. You know, you can do that. There's other people that go, I'm only giving you my one thing. This is my newsletter. It's, it's really just a question of like decision fatigue. You want to try and not give people too many options. You're like, you got on my profile. Here's the one thing I want you to know about, you know, and you definitely don't want to give them more than three things to pay attention to. So this little featured section is where the majority of, you want to think in hierarchy. Someone comes across you. 
the first thing they do is they're going to read this. If that speaks to what they want, the reader, they're going to scroll down and they're going to go, cool. So like, what can I dig into? You know, do you have a newsletter? Do you have a product? Do you, what, how do I know what it is that you do and what are you going to give me? Okay. So that's the big, that's the next big section. And you just go into here, you click the little, the little uh, pencil, and then you can go in and edit each one of these, um, each one of these products. Okay. Then underneath that, you have all your activity. Uh, LinkedIn is the way they organize this is kind of annoying, but your activity are all the things that you post. This is all of your content. So if you go to show all activity, you know, you can sort by all activity or, you know, posts, articles, articles don't get distribution on LinkedIn. You're really only going to look at posts. These are the things that I'm posting as like a status update. And so we'll, we'll go through how we think about the writing of the actual content, but our cadence on LinkedIn is essentially the same as our cadence on Twitter. Once in the morning, once in the evening, and maybe twice a week doing something more long form, like a thread, copy pasting same content on Twitter over to LinkedIn. And it's working pretty well. So why don't we go through that um, here? Hold on. Anything, any questions on LinkedIn uh, profile before we move on? Any questions just so we get to them? Nope. Cool. Okay. Uh, profile video. I think I, I never watched profile video, so I yeah. would say no on that. Um, I don't think you need credentials in your headline because I think people are going to click to your profile after they realize they can, that you're going to help them. And then they'll see your credentials. LinkedIn premium. I don't have it. I haven't understood the reasoning for it. I don't know. I think it's more for like biz dev. Yeah. Uh, if I was like, like doing B2B outreach and I wanted to like see who's visiting my profile and stuff. Um, does using a third party posting platform affect the algorithm? No, not in our experience. We've been using Hype Fury. We're going to walk through our Hype Fury as well. Any other questions? Yeah, again, each one of these platforms, it, it can be very easy to get lost in the sauce here. You know, the most important thing, the whole game is here's what I'm going to give you. And then you give it to people over and over and over and over and over again. That's it. That's it. All the other little tactical stuff like, you know, yeah. Are you using free or paid LinkedIn? I, I'll be honest. I don't even know. Maybe yeah. I started paying for it a year ago. I have no idea. Maybe I like all of the little incremental stuff. That's not what matters. What matters is here's what I'm going to give you. And every day I am going to give you that. That's the whole game. Mm-hmm. So Dickie, maybe let's walk through kind of the nuances of the lead-ins on Hype Fury. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so here, keep, um, you want me to share? Yeah. Here, let me pull up, um, all right, let me pull up a couple examples of Hype Fury and the difference between, um, wait one second, get to my profile. Difference between my Twitter and Hype Fury. So while okay. while Dickie's pulling that up, the big the big thing that we want to emphasize again. So uh, Anakin, I, I saw in the chat you're talking about uh, LinkedIn's news newsletter. So yeah, 
all of these platforms, right? Every six months, once a year, twice a year, there's some new feature that they go and prioritize. And then everybody runs and chases after it and it's really hot for six months and then the game changes again, okay? The thing that we wanna keep coming back to is if you wanna build a digital business, it has three parts, social, newsletter, product. Social, newsletter, product. Social, newsletter, product, okay? And so the whole game of how do I get attention on Twitter? How do I get attention on LinkedIn? How do I get attention on whatever platform? Is here's what I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give it to you over and over again. Do you want to go more in depth? Come over to my newsletter, come, in, come over to my free email course, come over to my opt-in, come over to my whatever thing you're giving away. Oh, you're on my free list? You wanna go more in depth? Here's my paid product. That's it. That's the whole game. Okay. No so, need yet. Uh, yeah. Just no need to overcomplicate it. And I think said another way, cool, the way we were saying it was traffic nurture offers. Yes. You're generating traffic, you're nurturing that traffic, you're giving an offer to that, to that nurtured traffic. That's exactly what we're doing. Traffic, Twitter, LinkedIn, nurture, it's our newsletter and eventually YouTube and podcast offer ship 30. Simple. Scale that out however we need to. All right, so let me walk you through some nuances of Twitter and LinkedIn. Let me share. Cool. Okay, you guys see this? All right, so the main difference here between Twitter and LinkedIn is going to be the lead-in. So here is the TLDR. Everything on LinkedIn you should optimize for someone to click the see more button. The reason that is the case is LinkedIn, basically every time you put a post out says, how many people are interested in this? And the way they figure that out is how many people click the see more button. So what you have here are two of the exact same tweets shared on Twitter and LinkedIn via Hyperi but you can see the slight difference in the lead-in, right? So this one, I said, your goal, have a digital product generating $250 a month, why? Here, I just said, here's why, colon. I could have changed a little bit, but basically I'm looking to get people to click the see more button. The way you do that is on LinkedIn, it, you have five lines. So you have one new line, two, so one, two, three, four, five. After the fifth line, it, it creates a see more button. Right, and then see more, it's the exact same thing. So your goal is to continuously get people to click the see more button, and then that's really it. So I'll help, like here's another one, right? If I go back here to this tweet, okay. Same exact tweet here, right? Digital writing 101, when I hit see more, digital writing 101. But look at the difference. So when I don't click expand, well, now I already clicked it. But see these first five lines? I didn't just post digital writing 101 over here where the fifth line would have been like the third number. Because like maybe that works and maybe they go, oh, I'll click through and like keep reading. But it's more like, oh, wow, I got to click see more to see this. And that tells the algorithm, oh, wow, everyone's clicking see more on this. I should show it to more people. Very simple, very simple game here, right? And obviously I'm getting more engagement on 
Twitter, but like relatively 18,000 followers on LinkedIn, 112. I got 200 something on Twitter, 347. Like this, again, this is the way my brain works. It's like, wow, 112 out of 18,000, whatever percentage that is, it's way higher than 347 out of 200K. So like this is working better on LinkedIn. I don't look at this and say, oh, LinkedIn sucks. I'm only getting X. And on Twitter, I'm getting, like I'm getting to play a whole new game and developing a whole new way of thinking. Um, we'll talk about this little strategy, but again, I'll just drive, just to drive the point home one more time. Um, if I find, let's see, where's that tweet? Bang, okay. Same exact thing here. But instead of just writing this, that wouldn't have generated any kind of hook on LinkedIn. I said, I've studied thousands of productivity hacks. 99% of them were a waste of time, but the single biggest superpower. And then the exact same tweet. So, yeah, I just want to pause and emphasize right before you click to see more. Does everyone follow? Okay. But the single biggest superpower, colon. You can't know the answer until you click see more. Okay. This, this is the art of writing a great headline. This is the art of writing a great hook. This is the art of writing a great lead in on LinkedIn. This is the art of writing a great lead in tweet on Twitter. You don't give the answer unless the reader clicks. Okay. And, and it's not about tricking the reader. It's like, it's like watching a mystery movie and no, I'm not going to tell you who killed, you know, Dr. Burns in the living room with the candlestick unless you watch the whole two hour movie, right? That's the trade. Okay. So every time you sit down to write, okay, see here, pause right there. Two ways yep. to learn just in case or just in time. Here's the difference. You can't, your brain is like, well, now I got to know what the difference is. So you click see more. And every person who clicks see more, the algorithm goes, wow, a lot of people want to know the answer to this question. We should serve this up to more people, right? That is the game of writing on social, okay? So it, it's a, you're building a skill set of how do I grab the person's attention? And in order for them to get the answer, they have to click, right? That's what makes your content go. Mm -hmm. And so... <laughs> It's not rocket science as you go down and you guys can see my exact strategy. I wrote these tweets and then I adapted every single one to LinkedIn. Same thing here. The biggest realization I made in the last five years, which means got to keep, got to click, see more to see it. Right. Yeah. Talking about our newsletter. They learned colon. Got to keep reading. Right. Not too much, you know? And so I I'm just want to drive the point home. Like this is the whole ball game. And we started from zero on LinkedIn just a few months ago. Right. Yep. And so this is, we're, we're all learning and playing a new game here. So I just wanted to drive that example home. Okay. So now how do you actually do this? Right. The way I go through and do this is in hype fury. So if you're not using hype fury, anyone in here using hype fury after we talked about it last week, um, we are, going through and um, anyone create a posting schedule, start using it. So we, we talked about it a ton during their last, uh, during the last mastermind, but I will show you now the, um, how to do it. Okay, so let's go to the queue and we have some things here, but I will show you just if I have a draft. So basically the way my tweet writing process is, is I keep everything in just 
like a Apple notes during the week. And then I clear it out at the end of the week into hype fury. I kind of create rough drafts of things while I'm doing my daily engagement on Twitter of like, Oh, that's an interesting template or that's an interesting thing I could, you know, use to, to write about. So I'll show you literally what I'm going to do on Sunday is this exact process. So if I pick, um, let's see if there's a good one, right? Okay. Here's a great one. My daily writing stack. I got this is one of my favorite tweets I've written because it's super long. It's going to stand out. I think it's an interesting formula, fuel ideas, publishing, right? Here's everything I use to write every day. Now I'm not going to put this on LinkedIn like this. Here's how I'm going to write it. I would go to advanced. I go post on LinkedIn. What, what's so cool about high fury is it lets you edit the exact tweet specifically for LinkedIn. So what do I do? I say, okay, how do I get people to, um, to click on this? Well, I'm going to start with some credibility. I've written every day for over 500 days over time. I've found the, found a go-to stack of daily tools or, you know, so just so you see how my brain works on this, instead of over time, I found a go-to daily stack of tools. I will then add more credibility and say, I've tried thousands mm -hmm. of different daily tools. Here are the seven that have stuck. Nope, not stuck. What's it do for the reader? Here are the seven that have helped me the most. And I would push it even further, Dickie, right? Here are seven that have helped me the most. Let's change that to start using these seven and you, reader, and you will be a prolific writer too. You know, so how, how can you always mm -hmm. put it back to the reader? And now all of a sudden that lead in, the reader goes, well, damn, I, I kind of got to know what the tools are, right? Whereas if he had just posted the original tweet, there's no real reason for the person to go, well, why should I see more? Mm -hmm. And so again, you'll see, just watch us go through this because moment in time. Right. I'm at a little bit moment of time of along the way. I took the reader on a journey, right? With three little words there. And then I tell the reader what they're going to get. And then I don't change anything else. And then I go to schedule. I'm going to write that for Monday morning. We write at 8:30 and 8:45. So like right around 8:40, bang, schedule, add to queue, done. And I do that for all of my tweets for the week. So I have a ton of rough drafts here. I wrote a lot of them last week. I'm always ahead of the game and I know that I'm going to get about 10 or 11 of them out. So that helpful. See that kind of process. It's pretty simple, right? You can, with a little bit of extra time, and I think people are leaving a lot of chips on the table who are like, oh, I want to start writing on LinkedIn. I'm just going to cross post. We did that to start. We learned what works. For the first month, all I did was copy and paste my tweets. And then I'm like, okay, this is kind of working, but how can I do this better, right? Mm -hmm. How can I go through and say, let's extract the most out of it? And then go ahead, Paul. I, I want to emphasize, okay, like every single write, digital writing skill, there's timely elements and there's timeless elements. So what Dickie and I just walked you through is likely a timely thing. 
Okay. So at some point, LinkedIn might change it where it's like, you know what? The first three lines aren't what you see. You actually see the first five lines, right? Which changes the way that you would write the lead in. Okay. So these are really incremental, like, yeah, the game might change. Okay. But like for right now, this is how the game works. We want to point that out to you. But I also want to emphasize the timeless takeaway. Okay. And the timeless takeaway is every single writing platform typically has the same thing. So let's look at medium. Medium, you have a headline and then you get a little teaser, right? This is your see more. Oh, do, do you want to read this? Well, if this little teaser speaks to you, you're going to click and you're going to want to read. Okay, same thing with a Facebook post. You see it, you only see part of it. If it speaks to your interest, you hit expand. I want to read the whole thing, right? So the, the timeless takeaway here should be no matter what platform I'm writing on, you want to think about what is being shown to the reader and how can you optimize in that little bit that is being shown to the reader as much value as you can so that the reader goes, well, I got to click to see more. And that mechanism exists on every platform. It's on Twitter. It's on LinkedIn. It's on Medium. It's on Quora. It's on Facebook. It's everywhere. Okay, so yes, this is specific to here's what to do on LinkedIn, but also remember, no matter where you're writing, this lead-in thinking is part is a huge part of the game. Yep. But that's basically it on our posting strategy. Uh, I guess what we could also show is uh, here. Let me pull up a type share example of how we changed things for threads and basically the only difference there too so let's see if i can pull up um let's see if i can pull up a thread i wrote yeah so twitter i can see it on twitter and linkedin for this example Okay, so this is, let me share again, cool. Okay, so here are, uh, I did one as an atomic essay, one as a um, LinkedIn post, same exact thing here in TypeShare. All I did was edit it for the specific platform. So I went over to LinkedIn and I did LinkedIn specific edits. Um, the, this was kind of before I really learned how LinkedIn was working. And so this is only three. If I was looking back, I would change this into a five-line lead-in. Um, but this is basically what we're going to start doing with our weekly threads on Twitter and LinkedIn. What I'm probably going to do is uh, I actually haven't posted any of my most successful threads from Twitter over to LinkedIn yet. I only started mm -hmm. with individual tweets. So I'm going to start with my threads because I got a lot of ammo there. And then uh, once I do that, I am going to take my regular threads and just shimmy the hook a little bit. But what I do when I um, go through these are, this isn't that great of an example. Let's see if I can find a better one. Um, let's see, this one might be good. Nope. Hold on, let's see. Yeah, 
I, when I was, so this was during my LinkedIn exploration. So I don't necessarily have all of these, but uh, here, this is what I was trying to show you. All you want to do is if you're writing between a thread and a LinkedIn post, go through and just add these little dashes. It makes it a little bit better of a reading experience for the reader um, when it's like you're separating it into sections. So I just go through, I have Twitter and then I go edit only for LinkedIn. And then I go through and add these little dashes. We're going to bake that right into the functionality, but that's the easiest way to do like a, a cross post with minimal edits for your threads. Should we show them the, the LinkedIn screenshot thing? Mm, yeah, you want to show them? Yeah, so this, this is another really interesting, um, if you want to beef up the, the amount of content that you're publishing on LinkedIn, uh, if you want to like fill some gaps, you're like, ah, I don't really have anything that I want to share today, but I want to keep, I want to keep the output up. This is a really interesting curation technique that we've been using. Um, so if you use uh, Google Chrome and you download this Chrome extension called Twemex, uh, this window pops up here on the side and you can type in different users. And so I'll use Tiago Forte as, as an example. So I can type in Tiago and it pulls up uh, all of Tiago's most popular, highest engagement content on Twitter. And so this, this is the way you should think about this. What you're looking at is a repository of everything that works. Okay, so when you do this, this, this tool is saying, hey, here's all the things that worked for Tiago. All right, and if the name of the game of writing on social platforms is doubling down on data, well, you can double down on your own data and you can double down on other people's data, right? So what you can do is you go, all right, I'm gonna look for standalone tweets, something I can take a screenshot of, okay? And so I did this with Tiago's recently. I, I saw this tweet and I was like, oh, cool. So you take this, and you take a screenshot of this with the numbers, right? So that when you share the screenshot, people go, oh, this went viral on a different uh, platform. I should pay attention to it, right? And you share this screenshot of something that clearly worked on Twitter, on LinkedIn. And maybe you add a sentence or two or you build on it and you're like, yeah, I totally agree with this. You know, here's my own story. But you're sharing something that you already know, you already have data that other people wanted to read, that other people found interesting. And all you're doing is sharing it on another platform. The really savvy people on Twitter, like Trung, Trung Fan does this all the time. What Trung does is he goes and he does this on Reddit. So he goes and finds, like he probably found this meme going viral on Reddit and was like, I'm gonna share this on Twitter, right? Why do you do that? because on another platform, you already saw that it was working. It's kind of like going to one dinner party, hearing a joke that made everyone laugh, and then going to a different dinner party and you repeat the joke and everyone goes, you're hilarious, right? Well, you kind of rigged the game because you already knew it got a bunch of laughs at the other dinner party, right? So when you do this, this is a really easy way to go, how do I share things that I kind of know people are gonna like? And I'm mitigating my risk and all of a sudden I can come up with a bunch of content. So Dickie and I have been, have been using this for the past week and we go and we type in a bunch of creators in Twemex and we look for really popular standalone tweets. 
and we pull screenshots and then we share one a day on LinkedIn. And sometimes those screenshots get more engagement than the things that we write and we try and share. Mm -hmm. So just it's a working. little, yeah, little just content a little strategy for, for everyone who wants to, to beef up their output. All right, I'm gonna finish with um, one little preview of the deep dive for, uh, for next week. I wanna walk you through my lean writing approach to uh, a couple of things I did here. So if you, I want you to carefully look at the dates here of um, the four posts I'm about to show you. So this is March 12th. I was doing some reflection on a couple lenses I use to make decisions. And so I wrote this mini three tweet thread that was three lenses I used to guide my decisions and actions, right? What would the person I'm trying to become do? What would the person I'm trying to avoid becoming do? And will I regret doing this or not doing this in 80 years or at the end of the day? Right, so this was like a little genesis in my head of, hey, I want to clarify for myself and for some of my readers the way I kind of go through and make decisions. Right. So I remember looking through and looking at these comments and people really like this. Right. Simple but profound, like like useful comments of people taking the time out of their day to say this like resonated with me. So I knew I was on to something of um, like when you get comments like this, you should always take them to heart and say, I'm on to something. If, if it resonated with one person who took enough time to say it, then they're likely going to, you know, there's more people like it. So March 12th, about three weeks later, I took that and turned it into a single tweet where it was like three lenses I used to make decisions. Bang, what decision would the person make? What's more difficult? What would I advise my best friend to do, right? 304, some quote tweets, right? I bet these had some good signal. I, I think it's too old uh, to see quote tweets, but like, again, this resonates, great lenses, um, you know, so good. Number one, more like people are onto this, right? I took so much signal from these comments. You can see there's a ton of them. Then I turned it into an atomic essay, three mental models. So I changed from lenses to mental models. Why? Because I think it's a little bit more of a enticing um, word, right? People want to read about mental models. And if anyone remembers Cole and I having this conversation, it was, I should change this to three mental models you can use to actually make decisions instead of just reading about mental models. So, right, here's an atomic essay. Three of them, pretty successful, 2,200, 22 quote tweets. A lot of people with great comments, gems, this is great. I'm clearly onto something. Is it the last time I'm gonna write about this? No. This week, seven mental models you can use to actually make decisions instead of just reading about mental models. Went from three to seven, I expanded, and it's the most successful one, right? Almost 4,000 likes, 90 quote tweets. If you look at these quote retweets again. So is this the last time I'm going to write about these decision-making lenses? No. I don't know what the next one's going to be, but I'm going to try and tweak. Like I'm going to go through and do the analysis. I liked all my own ones on this one. Uh, I'm just trying it. But if you look at these, which one had the most success, right? The most successful one would be this very first one. Right, which decision would the person I'm trying to become make? I think I should dig into that one because that's the exact lens I use for a ton of my decisions. So I have some analysis to do on these, but I just wanna walk through this, you know, this is the way my brain works. A little bit of validation from a tweet, put it in another tweet, 
put it in an atomic essay, realized I left some potential virality on the tape. And you know what? Nobody commented on that tweet that I posted yesterday saying, you already, already wrote about this. this. <laughs> Nobody said that, right? And I, I heard this great quote from Alex Formosi. It was, we need to be reminded more than we need to be taught. And for a lot of people, they might've read that old one and then forgotten about it. And then they got to see it again. Right. So I, I just want to walk you through the lean writing methodology there of you get a little bit of signal, you play with it months and months at a time. And this is the beauty of having a daily and weekly output cadence. Right. You put these things out there and I, I still think I left some on the table and I'm racking my brain like I thought this would have more than 4000 or whatever it ended up having. Right. So I'm going to play with the variables a little bit. Maybe I should expand. It should have been a longer thread because I've numbered it. Right. There's a lot in there. And it's going to continue to work. And I know this is like a core thing I can continue to talk about because the validation I got when people were like, whoa, this was really helpful. Yep. Play the hits. Play the hits. Talking about it in the chat a little bit. It's like, imagine you went to go see Tim Ferriss speak at a college. And he was like, I'm not going to talk about the four-hour work week. I'm going to talk about how I feed my fish. You're like, <laughs> please no. Just play the hits. Just play the hits. Come on. Play the hits. Right. So it's really it, that, that's why we emphasize when you find something that works, that's everybody raising their hand going, you should add this to your set list, play the hits. Right. It, just because you did it once doesn't mean you shouldn't do it ever again. I love the people need to be reminded. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to hear the same song over and over again. All right. How is that, folks? Good, helpful. Lots of good learnings. Drop in the chat your biggest takeaway of the session so we can highlight them in our replay recap. What's the number one thing you're going to put into practice? Let's crystallize one thing that you guys are going to use. Anyone going to start using Hype Fury, start using writing on LinkedIn, take a curation model from PJ, lean writing approach to one of your tweets, using colons, play the hits, link, lead in on LinkedIn, love it, screenshots, Using Hype Fury, tweak your lead LinkedIn headline. Awesome. All right. So as always, follow up with any uh, questions specifically about this mastermind session next week. We don't have a topic yet, so we'll find one. Um, I think we're going to start kind of working through some of the, we might do some live bio rewrites um, or something like that, which I think could be interesting. I'm going to actually write that down. Um, any requests you can leave as a reply to this. We'll have a new deep dive on Monday. We'll have some more stuff. Um, we have Dan Coe for an hour long interview coming up right now, which is going to be good. We're going to dive into his entire business model. I'm super curious about the way he thinks about, you know, running a one person business. He's doing a great job. So we're going to dive into that. Other than that, that's all we got for you for this session. And we will see you in five minutes.